0: The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 26. Today, the Bible Study Podcast studies Colossians 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Thanks for putting up with my taking a one month hiatus from this show, and thanks for those of you who sent the wonderful letters of encouragement. If you want to continue to be encouraging, I suggest you suggest the Bible Study Podcast to your friends. That's always also encouraging. Today, we're going to be studying Colossians 1. There's a section in Colossians 1 on the supremacy of Christ, and I'm going to pick it up just one verse earlier. So we're going to start at verse 13 and read through verse 23. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy for god was pleased to have all his fulness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross once you were alienated from god and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Although I started perhaps in the middle of a thought, this very first verse is one of my favorites. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. There's a lot in that. Obviously, the he in the sentence here is God. Uh, God the Father in particular. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. I don't think we often think of Jesus and what he did as a rescue mission, but that's really what Paul tells us it is here in Colossians 1. It's a rescue mission for we found ourselves in prison. We found ourselves in the dominion of darkness, dominion, a kingdom. We found ourselves in a place where the rules, authority, and the way things work were determined by the prince of this world. We found ourselves in a place that's ruled by hell, the dominion of darkness. And God finds us in this place, goes in specifically to get us from this place, sends Jesus to rescue us from this place. So he's rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Again, another place where the rules, the way things work are determined by who is the king and the king is Jesus. So we're not in the place we were, we're in a different place. Now, if you were, say, a prisoner of war and there was a rescue operation that took you from that place and brought you again to a different place, the way things are done would change. And that's part of what Paul is saying in this is, we were here. We were under this authority. Everything that was done here was done according to how it's done by this authority. But we were rescued from that. So we no longer need to live as if we lived in this kingdom. We're not there anymore. We've been rescued and we brought into this other kingdom, the kingdom of the Son he loves. In whom we have redemption... The forgiveness of sins. Redemption isn't a word we tend to throw around regularly anymore. But redemption means to buy out of bondage. So if I were sold into slavery in these days because I couldn't pay my debts or some similar reason, I could be redeemed. I could be bought out of that. I could be bought for a price and then I would be free. And this is what Paul says Jesus did. We have redemption in him, the forgiveness of sins. Now, one of the things about this that I think requires a little more thought is, if I have a house, what is my house worth? Well, I could get a real estate agent, and they would give me an estimate for what my house will sell for. But that's not what my house is worth. That's an estimate of what my house is worth. What my house is worth is what someone will pay for it. If I think my house is worth a million dollars, but no one will pay more than $100,000, my house is not worth a million dollars. If I think my house is worth $100,000 and someone offers me a check for a million dollars, my house is worth a million dollars. And what this verse says is that you and I were redeemed. We were bought at a price, and the value of that price sets our value. That value is how much God values us. And that value was the Son. That value was the life of Jesus. That the Father sent his Son to die for us, to to rescue us from that place. And that's how much he values us. And then... To get a sense of how much that life was valued, Paul goes on and says, He is the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This is a section of Colossians often titled in in many Bibles, The Supremacy of Christ that Christ is above all, that Christ is before all. And it really gives us a glimpse of the power and the authority that Jesus gave up to go on this rescue mission. It it gives us this picture of Jesus who is in the throne room of God and is sent off into this rescue mission and lays aside this power and this authority so that he could come and save us. And it also, as Paul goes on to next, he says he is the head of the body of the church, the beginning of the f- first fruits from among the dead, so that everything he might have the supremacy. So the plan here is that as we are rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the son he loves, that in this kingdom, Christ is over all. This is his kingdom. This is a place where Christ rules. This is a workplace where Christ has the last word. I don't think that that's a description that describes my life on a daily basis. Maybe some days, but not every day. But that's really what Paul is saying here is that in the church, in my life, in this kingdom, that Christ has supremacy. Christ is over all. And it says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The whole point of this whole life that Jesus came and that lived and then died and then resurrected, the whole point of that whole mission was reconciliation. The whole point of that life was rescue. Because it says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and frequent from accusation. So it says, and it doesn't say here, but we can read elsewhere, that the wages of sin are death. That basically, we were alienated from God. We were enemies of God because of our evil behavior. And the punishment for that is death. But Jesus steps in and says, that's the punishment, but I'll take it. And therefore, he pays off that debt and reconciles us with God. And there is in this verse, and we, we can't skip it, and I, I won't try and pretend it's not here, it says, if we read the whole thing, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight, without blemish and freak from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. And I don't think this is a verse that is supposed to make us uh, doubt our faith or is supposed to make us uh, question where we're going when we die or anything like that. But it is a f- verse that does say that this is a place, this life, this church, this kingdom where Jesus is supposed to have supremacy. This is not cheap grace we're talking about here. So we have been presented wholly in God's sight without blemish and free from accusation if We continue in our faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. And so I pray for you this week that you will live your life, that I will live my life, established and firm, continuing in our faith, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. And that will wrap us up for this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me at host at com, or leave a comment at com. Check out my other podcast, Amateur Traveler Podcast, at com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Pod Show, and Limelight. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone.